Hey guys. Hey everyone. What is happening? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? What's going on? Uh, okay. So much going on. This is episode 13 and a half. <laughs> 13.5. Exactly. A, a lot of you guys probably missed us the last two weeks. We want to shout out everybody who joined us on the Instagram live two weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. Yes, um, so if you missed that episode, sorry. We couldn't get the yeah. audio from it. Instagram not really being our friend right now, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm upset about that. I'm, I am still pissed about that. I actually can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> And like, and then we couldn't like save the live. Like, I don't know what that was all about. I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, I'm your girl Sierra T, and I'm your girl Sherelle B, and this is Head Wraps and Lipsticks, the podcast where we wrap the culture up in color. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All right, sis. Let's so. get um right into it. What can't you wrap your head around? Okay, so I can't wrap my head around, you know how, like, for some reason, Trump is doing, like, having uh, military planes fly over the cities to uh, commemorate, or not commemorate, to celebrate all the healthcare workers and essential workers out here, uh-huh. like, are they dropping money, or um, are they <laughs> dropping anything, because, first of all, I don't, the healthcare workers and essential workers are too busy uh, being essential, and saving lives and doing their job to be worried about some planes. Um, but I bet you you catch their attention if there was some money, some some checks, uh, or something falling out of the plane. So I, I just can't wrap. So my head what is he like? Just like planes. is he like having like the planes? You know those planes that carry those messages on the end of them. Is it is it that type of thing? Saying, no, they just flying over and they doing little tricks in the sky. You know, like it's like okay, you know what I'm saying? Like that's nice, but nobody like hospital, especially healthcare workers. They're in the hospital saving lives. So I don't know when they get a chance to step outside to see a plane flying over for half, you know, for like five seconds. Like, I don't really know what that's about. Did you see that video of that? Um, it was like a boat somewhere and it was like doing donuts in the water. And it was like, we're dedicating this to healthcare Like, work. what? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what? I just don't get it. What? Are, this is not helping anybody. At all. You were actually wasting fuel by doing donuts in, on this boat in the middle of the water. Like, what? Right. <laughs> you should be preserving gas right now. Um, you. Like, what? Is the boat bringing masks and gloves? Are you dropping gloves and stuff out of these planes and boats and all that stuff like that? Because other than that, I'm just confused as to when they think. They are just so out of touch. Just like the, the people who were singing Imagine we're out of touch. Like you singing, imagine talking about we're in this together. Send us some money. Send us some Thank money. You. Then we can we're really all be in this together. Exactly. <laughs> y'all got money. Y'all could be doing something with it instead of singing on Instagram. Exactly. Because like, y'all not y'all did y'all not. Oh my God. Did you hear, did you see um, Fantasia and Kirk Franklin? And it was like mm-hmm. all of them was singing um, "Smile" by. That was actually something I really enjoyed. That that's because we put our touch on it. That, you know what I'm you're saying? Right. Like you're right. when whatever we touch turns to gold. Y- yo. Know? So yo. And, yeah. like, and those are actually professional singers. Mm. So you got actors and actresses, Brad Pitt and Gal Gadot and <laughs> and you know, Kristen Dunst singing. They're not singers. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, first of all, I don't even know any John Lennon songs. I don't know any of the Beatles songs. I I don't like I don't know none of those songs. White people love those. those lo, white people love like John Lennon and the Beatles. And I honestly, they really do. 
I honestly don't get the hype. I don't get the hype. I'm so sorry. To be honest, before we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, like you was there, all them songs they was in the movie. I was like, wait, that's Queen. Same. Oh snap. Same. Had no clue all these infamous songs was by that incredible band. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, I don't know. I, they, do we have? Do we have nigga ears? Oh, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Yes, yes, we do. We have nigga ears. That's, That's okay. Crazy. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Crazy. Yeah. Um, what I can't wrap my head around is the fact that I cannot. I just can't seem to get it together. I never know what day it is. Wait, what? I don't know what day it is. I never know what day it is. I am. A, do you know what today is? No. i woke up at 7 a.m on saturday oh had no reason to be up that early on saturday yeah that's and i was like oh i gotta go to work (laughs) and i'm tired i don't know what day it is i'm just like i mean i am so over myself just kind of being lost in the sauce like yeah this is just this is this quarantine is just it's so weird. It's just a, such like a weird time. Yeah, I am too. Right. I am too, but I do like working from home. That's nice. I'm not going fun. I kind of miss the office a little bit. Really? I kind of miss putting on real clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't put on jeans in weeks. Uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I haven't put a bra on in weeks. I, miss, I kind of miss being in the office, girl. Listen, for real, I like, may I never really. put a bra back on ever again because I get it now. I think I was, I think I was way too conditioned prior to before the quarantine, and I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And then I put one on, and I was like, oh, this is really bad. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I kind of need to get it. Yeah, you do. It's all right. Well, like the, depending on what, I, like. You know, especially because it's hot now, so I can't just throw on a crew neck. Mm-hmm. You know, before I'd be like, I just throw on a crew neck, it's fine. But like, you know, certain t-shirts I put on, it's it's noticeable. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I went to the store the other day. Like, I was on my way to the store, and I had on uh, this like workout shirt. My mom was like, "Um, you gonna put on a bra?" I was like, "No." She was like, "Cheryl, <laughs> your whole areola is like." You know, Making an appearance, is you know, and I was just like, no, it's not. And then like, I went upstairs for something. I left my wallet. I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, yes, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The crew necks really are the saving grace because they do just like kind of cover up. Like, exactly. it's like, does she have on a bra? I can't tell. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Too much. All right, sis. Let's jump into this show. All right. Let's get into these politics. What do we have going on this week? We have a bunch of ghetto stuff going on this week. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> ghetto. Just ghetto. Um, <laughs> so if you guys have not heard, uh, 45, uh, Donald J. Trump got on national television mm-hmm. and told the world that he thinks ingesting cleaning products such as Lysol, Clorox, 409, whatever y'all use, uh, <laughs> injecting those products into your body will clean, will cleanse you of the coronavirus. Jesus Christ. He stood there in, uh, 
what is that? The press room, whatever. Yes. Um, and asked his task force, would they be able to test something like that? So much that the uh, CEO of Lysol had to make a statement. This is 2020. Okay. Um, had to make a statement um, and said that there should be no, in no way, shape or form should people that's people walking around with two legs, two arms, a brain should not be trying to ingest, inject, put any type of cleaning products inside their body or you will die. Point blank period. Um, this is what this is what Lysol had to say. As a global leader in health and hygiene products, we must be clear that under no circumstance should our disinfectant products be administered into the human body through injection, ingestion, or any other route. Okay, as with all products, our disinfectant and hygiene products should only be used as intended and in line with usage guidelines. Please read the label and safety information. Like, seriously? Yeah, girl, because people are stupid. And I just feel like, I feel like we should just let natural selection take its course right if you know a person wants to you know get a little bleach on the rocks and ingest it I don't feel like I should have to warn you I feel like everybody at you know everybody at a um I'm gonna say at least what 14 and over they you know I think it's pretty logical at this point like don't drink bleach so the fact that the people at Clorox and Lysol had to make statements in a speech, absolutely embarrassing. But also, listen, if you mm-hmm. feel like Donald Trump speaks the truth and you need to follow all of what he says, and he, including the, in the uh, suggestion of drinking bleach, who am I to stop you, right? Yeah. Who am I? I feel like let's just go ahead and get you up out of here because you're already uh, a goof and you are obviously a part of Clown Town. And- I don't it. <laughs> like... I like, I honestly was watching, I thought, like, I like I didn't watch the actual, um, like, when it was on live, because I know he normally does his briefings at, like, 6, 6, 6, 30, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't watch it, but then I saw on Twitter that people was talking about it, and I was like, uh uh-huh. you know, once again, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt, and maybe this is God telling me, Sherelle, stop. <laughs> um, I said, I know he didn't get on there and tell people to put Lysol inside them, like, mm-hmm. for real, that's what he said? And I went and uh, went to ABC News because that's probably the only ones I trust right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what he said. And uh, I was really, it was, I was laughing so hard. Like I was watching, like I was watching a Dave Chappelle stand up. I, <laughs> I couldn't believe that I was watching this. This is this like, he's just horrible. He is uh, a goof. He's a goof. And you know what? His followers want to drink bleach. I say let them. Let them. Let them right. drink bleach. Drink it, girl. That's the whole thing. It was like, when I really saw it, I was like, you know what? Why don't he do it? Because honestly, this is what, like, we've been saying this about uh, Donald Trump forever. He, one, he's not a leader, but he doesn't lead by example. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this was the, like, if the coronavirus happened during uh, the Obama administration, I guarantee you, Obama would have been, uh, would have gotten a test mm-hmm. on national television to show, you know, that he really, like, that's what presidents do. Yep. Like yep. he says, oh, I, I've been tested and, you know, we don't know that. 
<laughs> we don't know that you've been tested. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you think that drinking Clorox, Lysol, Pine Sol, whatever it is that you use, uh, will disinfect, uh, will clear people of the coronavirus, why don't you handle it? Yep. And let us know how it goes. Ugh. Girl. I am so over him. I am so over him being in the office. He's so embarrassing. I'm just tired. I am. I am exhausted from being from secondhand embarrassment of being an American at this point. Like I am. Right. I am tired. I want his ass out of here. I want his Me, ass out the office. If at this point, like I've said this before, and I'm gonna say it again. <clears throat> if at this point you are still Team Donald Trump. I don't really know what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just miss us with, with, with it all because it like, there's no, there's no conversation to have. Like, I remember we talked about, you know, if the RNC came here and there'd be, you know, we maybe would get like a black Trump supporter or somebody, you know, to discuss why Donald Trump is the best candidate. But it's like, no, there's no argument. I don't even know if I'd be able to stomach a conversation. I'm not even trying to be funny, but I don't think I would even be able to stomach a conversation with a black Trump supporter because they they are like, they're worse than regular Trump supporters because they're like so Mm. obnoxious. Yeah. And well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why he's a a great president. I'm like, girl, you are in a bubble or something. Yeah, something wrong. There's something wrong. It can't, I'm telling you. And listening to a grown man tell people to get a needle like like this is crack mm-hmm. and put Lysol inside them is ridiculous. Um, I don't understand. I'm over um, it. I'm over it. Speaking of black Trump supporters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Great <Girl>. segue. <laughs> um Diamond and Silk, mm. who have been uh, some of the leaders, they are like black Trump supporter leaders, um, have been fired from Fox News. Fox News abruptly ended their relationship with them after they promoted, get this, get this, listen. Mm-hmm. listen. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. Coronavirus conspiracy theories. Okay. I mean, it sounds very Trump-like. It does. It sounds like something that Fox does. I don't even know why they cut ties with them. <laughs> right, I mean, don't I get brand why. new on us now. Right, all of a sudden... <laughs> Of course, the black women say it, so like, oh no, we gotta go. Right. Um, so according to reports, um, <laughs> according to reports, like their last video that used to be all over um, the Fox News station appeared, um, hasn't been on since like April 7th. Um, oh. You know, like their oh, wow. episodes essentially last like between five to, um, five to seven minutes, you know. Um, and hold on, I'm gonna tell you exactly <clears throat> why they were let go. It's because of these comments right here. Um, they said, like, what I need to know is how many people have passed away in New York. And what I need to know is who has the bodies. This is what Diamond said. I need for somebody that does investigative work to call the morgues, to call the funeral homes. We need to know because I don't, because I don't trust anything else that comes out of his mouth. Now, something's not right here. Something is off. So basically he's saying, like, they were saying that. They don't uh, trust Donald Trump, what Donald Trump is saying? No, they don't trust what Dr. Fauci is saying. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. Um, And they're saying that they don't, um, that the numbers of the deceased um, has been elevated just to make Trump look bad. He makes himself look bad by getting out of bed. Okay, and that's Um, on period. Like, literally. She also said, is this being deliberately spread? Look, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. This is real, but I'm asking my own questions. What the hell's going on? 
Like then Silk. <laughs> wait, said, okay, so wait, which one is dominant? Which one is Silk? Girl, I girl, I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, go ahead. No worries. I, I think the one with the lopsided ponytail is Diamond, and I think the one with the uh, other haircut is Silk. Oh, okay, okay. Girl, all right. So she said uh, she questions whether the World Health Organization had a switch to turn this virus on and off. What? All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, they've been let go due to those comments. Good. Um, so, yeah. Good. Um, I'm I'm be really curious to see about who who gets a who gets the first interview with them because um, they used to be former Democrats. Did they? Uh, yeah, they used to be Democrats, and uh, for some reason, really? you know, they yeah yeah for some reason they have been Team Trump. Uh, they've been like this for a while. Um, they've been to the White House numerous times. You see them at uh, all his rallies. You know, trumped up with the hands waving, just looking. Um, they just it looks like a minstrel show. I'm not even going for it. It just it looks it just it looks horrible. But that's his African American. So. Oh. Okay. What? Um, How do you make such a jump like that? Right. Nah, they had to be doing that for the money. I, you know what? They had to, because there's just no way. They had to be doing be, it for the money. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. If it was like, you know, yeah, um, you know, we were, you know, we <laughs> thought it'd be a fun joke. Uh, it's just like the girl who put on the uh, Make America Great, again, had to get her college tuition paid. Yep. And all the uh, magazines were paying her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not... It's wrong, but I was I mad at her? No. Nope. Because she said it straight up. Once she got what she needed, she was like, Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll mess with him. I would have I would have just I would have just deleted that account and made another account. I was like, got my got my got my tuition money. Yeah. Yeah. Um <sighs> So yeah, Diamond and Silk is uh they're out of here. Yeah. They are out of here. They are out of here. So um what else is in politics? Um all this is just clown town, just nonsense. Right. So the mayor of San Juan, uh, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. said that <clears throat> said that no one in the country of Puerto Rico has received their stimulus checks. Um, that is absolutely mayor, terrible. Go ahead. Huh? Does it surprise you, though? Does it really surprise you? No. And I feel bad for saying that. I feel so bad for saying that because, yeah. I mean, they just been treating mm-hmm. PR like garbage ever since he's been in the office, bro. Like, right. even from the hurricane and yeah. them needing supplies. And they just need help. Like, they need help. Yeah. Help. And I know, like, yeah. 1200 isn't a lot, but it could change It could change some shit over there for yeah. sure. Um. The mayor, her name is uh, Carmen Cruz. Mm-hmm. She was on MSNBC and definitely has some things to say. Uh, she said the island has struggled to deliver uh, $500 payments promised by the governor, new requests for food stamps, and over uh, 130000 pending unemployment requests. Mm. Uh, she said uh, that other mayors, including herself, have had to rely on religious and community leaders to hand out food to citizens in need. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, which is not a, yeah, that's a great that Puerto Rico is able to come together like that, but that's not, right. you know, y'all should be, if people in, uh, in the 50 states have received their stimulus check, 
Yasha too. Like that mm-hmm. there, I don't think he understands that Puerto Rico is part of the United States. I don't think nobody coached him on this at all. I just need Puerto Rico to gain their independence and, hit, and yeah. just get us be on a solo mission because this ain't it. Right. You know, like, I think, like, because they, they've been struggling for, like, too long at this point. What's it been, like, two years? It's been two years since, since the hurricane, right? No, three years, 2017. Wow. So three years, and they are still in, like, absolute shambles right. and destitute. Yeah. And I know they, they're they not having people come and visit the island, like, for tourism and stuff like that, Right. Yeah, they can't because who's flying nowadays? Exactly, like, people are not even flying. So even a big part of their like their their probably like financial capital is taking a hit because they don't even have people coming in because they've been in ruins for three years. Three years with no tourism. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. And there is like this is literally all the United States government's fault. So it looks like direct deposits will be released to some of Puerto Rico's residents after the U.S. Treasury approves of Puerto Rico's distribution plan. I'm not really sure what, what the that, distribution plan is. What does that plan. mean? I don't know. Um, so according to the IRS, special rules apply to U.S. territories, and the payments are sent out through the territory's tax authorities. Go independent. Go independent, Puerto Rico. Go independent. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of states need to gain independence too, but that's another Ooh. conversation for another day. Like, Ooh, child. get Florida about here, uh, <laughs> Alabama about here. Y'all can be y'all own little states, be y'all own little country. Oh my god! <laughs> like, honestly, it's so amazing. Like, with all these states starting to suddenly reopen, mm-hmm. if you notice from North Carolina down, like all the red states are open. Are you surprised, sis? No. No. Capitalism. Capitalism. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand the right. I don't understand the right. I don't get it. It's like I under I understand that states are struggling. You know, they, they want to see their people thrive economically. You know what I'm saying? Because this is all political. It's all political. Yeah. When was Ebola? Was Ebola during a reelection year? I believe almost every virus is during an election year. Every right. four years we get a new virus. Right. Exactly. Or infection or whatever. Yep. So it's like, you know, we understand that these governors and politicians are doing what they can because, I mean, I want to believe that it's because they care about their people, but it's also because they want to get reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's understood. We understand what politics is. But it's like, it has to be done in a smart way. Yeah. You know, just opening up the whole state like Georgia did and how people was out there getting goddamn manicures and haircuts and pedicures, mm-hmm. like... There's gonna be that's right. gonna be a second wave of coronavirus cases. I think it's gonna be an influx there in all the states that open and that have those those like um businesses open. I think there's gonna mm. be a second wave of high numbers of coronavirus cases confirmed because yeah. because of this. You can't like listen, you can you could either get a haircut or you could and you could die. So like what is it? Right. Like what do you want? Do you want the haircut or you want to stay alive? Like what is it's right. not that hard. It's not that hard. And on top of that, we we haven't um updated any of our like healthcare practices because of this or like our um uh sterilizing practices. So like, you know, like 
when you go to get a manicure or like when you go to a haircut and I used to put the, the, the combs and stuff in that blue stuff. I don't know if you know anything about that, but they used to put like mm-hmm. the combs and brushes in this little jar and it was like a desanitization jar. Oh yeah. Yes. The with the blue stuff. Right. Like, yep. so like we, all, all these practices and things like that, like all this, all this should need to be updated. All of this needs to be updated because you're, the, your barber's using the same three or four clippers that he's using on everybody else. Like, no, Sherelle, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I do, I, like f- I do feel like there's going to be a second, a second wave in Florida. What is it? Georgia. What's the other one? Was it Tennessee? I don't know about Tennessee. I know Texas. Texas. Like there's, they're all going to have an increase of numbers of coronavirus because these things where other pe- people get back to, to work because the economy is failing and the government don't want to come up off another check. Well, I mean, it's going to be another wave in Mecklenburg County right here in Charlotte because um, the county that has the highest number of cases in the entire state is reopening like like we're a new business. Like, no. Girl. So it says county manager Dina DiOrio has announced that Mecklenburg County will let its stay at home order expire tomorrow, which is actually today putting all residents under the statewide order, which places less restriction on some businesses such as craft stores, car dealerships, et cetera, but not bars and restaurants. So I can go to Joanne's and get fabric. That's cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, Oh, my gosh. Okay. So we, we actually have a list of things that are considered essential businesses now here. Um, lawn and garden equipment yeah. retailers, electronic retailers, bookstores, yeah. religious facilities. Wait, why is an electronic retailer uh, uh essential business? Niggas is like making podcasts. Niggas, yeah, niggas is making podcasts. They ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I get yeah, that's true. Okay, never mind. we got religious facilities, <laughs> entities, groups, gatherings, including funerals. Ooh, but gatherings mm-hmm. may not exceed ten people. Okay, insurance companies, real estate services, automobile dealers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and that's really the the end of it. And of course, you got like military contractors and stuff like that. Um. Yeah, I must just keep my ass in the house it's like weird. I've been doing. Like I need a new set. No, I gotta um, I gotta unfollow Cam from the Melanated Perspective podcast because she be hyping me up with you know because I know sis knows the like <laughs> the quality of a good set, right? And she's like, I'm really ready for my nail salon open. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to hold out, but like sis is egging me on. I'm like, you know, I'm waiting for my nail tech to be like, oh, booking is open. Ugh, I need you to relax. Sis keeps egging me on. She keeps egging me on. No. Girl, I mean, I have like. Hey, girl, all you gotta do is invest in some of them little. Some you can get some little press on nails or stick on nails. Uh, ah! I don't like it. <laughs> the best I can do is get a new set, and I just won't get. <laughs> oh, I, I feel attacked right now. I'll be wearing them little. Don't fake ass. feel attacked because you and my sister. Simone like was literally about to put uh booking info in her bio because she put some press on nails on her fingers. I was like, listen, okay. listen. They look good though. All you gotta but... do is clean up your cuticles, make sure you do what you gotta do for the nails to stay on it, and you're good. 
I don't care, sis. I'm doing it. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I just feel like Daniela could clean up my cuticles even better because she has professional stuff. Sis. Like, the best I can do is I just won't get a whole bunch of stuff on my nails, you know, so I'm not there that long. You know what I'm saying? Sis, it don't... Like, t- it, it, being that, there okay, that I'll, long I'll, don't I matter. I'll, it don't matter. I'll, I'll try not to get a cluster. Then I can just, you know, I won't get no jewels on my nails. That doesn't know? matter. None of that the matters. Clusters are my thing, so it's like... I'm trying to work with you here and you're just not budging. Because it's, not budging. no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anything else we got under politics? Cause I'm not dealing with you. Okay. I'm not dealing with you with this. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Nope. Like, no. Me and Cam going to get these new sets. Okay. You Y'all out of control. Saying? Y'all, you and Cam. I think that's control. what we have. <laughs> Y'all are out of control. Y'all are out I'm of control. Saying. I'm just saying. Mm-mm, no, ma'am. Uh, no, ma'am. That's all, that's all we have for politics. Okay. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm not doing it. Uh, <laughs> um, Gosh. So, I think what we can talk about next is, because uh, we got a bunch of just random stuff here, but yeah. I guess we could talk about this Memphis daycare owner who had uh-huh. like a... <laughs> She had like a break in at her um at her uh, facility, and so I'll let you guys check out yeah. this clip here. How did this guy get into? Okay. Actually, our door was locked, and we keep it locked every day. Um, he came to the door and knocked on the door and rang the doorbell, and we came to the door and said, "How can I help you?" And he kind of pushed his way in, and we said, "How can I help you?" And he said, "I need to use the restroom." Was he using the intercom at that point? We you don't you use asked. The so you opened the door for the stranger. Well, we opened the door for a, a person who could have been patronizing our business okay. because we, we're servicing 82 stu- students. We don't know every parent, every grandparent, every mother, every father. So we opened the door and said, how may I help you? It is a viable business. And so most businesses open doors and ask questions. How can I help you? Who made and the call to you- let this guy in that they never seen before? Actually, this person who came to our center is... Um, could potentially be a client. And so since we are a business, when a potential client or all of our customers are strangers until we know them, we open the door and say, how may I help you? Because to, to you, it's a stranger. To us, it's a potential client. And the cameraman's a stranger today. So if he came to our door, our first question would be, how can I help you? Because it's a business. Does the intercom work? I mean, are you a, do you have the ability to say, how can I help you from the outside and then question <laughs> and screen the person before you actually let them in? Absolutely. We do have that option. However, when someone comes to our door, we find it a little bit more welcoming to peek, just barely open the door and say, how can I help you? And that's what we did on yesterday. And then he pushed his way into our center and our staff perfectly executed our plan and said, you can't come in. You can't use our restroom. Not a child was injured. Not a teacher was injured. Our staff was perfect in the execution of our safety plan. And I'm very proud of that. Let me ask you this. Will things change now? Will you screen the person from the inside and use that intercom now versus letting them in? Will you be a little more apprehensive about letting someone actually come in the door? This is a viable business, I'll say again. And so we'll welcome oh, customers. She is annoyed. Okay. We'll <laughs> She's annoyed. Like we did on, on yesterday. <laughs> and we'll continue to say, how may I help you? And our prayer is that it will be an exchange like it has been for the last Yeah, that's like the end years. anyway. We- so, <laughs> all right, sis. 
Girl, bye. Um, okay. I'm going to give my perspective uh, as um, the daughter of a woman who owned a daycare and is a director at a daycare currently. The fact that this woman has an intercom uh, system mm-hmm. in her building and refused to use it is very troubling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, your priority as a director, as an owner, as a teacher in a daycare facility is the safety of the children, period. Um, True. You steady talking about this is a business and new clients should come in. Your business is not a Lowe's, it's not a Walmart, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. where people's safety is not at risk. These are children you're talking about. Um, and you did. You have the option to uh, use the intercom system to be like, you know, you know, surgery, especially right now. I don't know if this is recent or not. So I know a lot of the daycares in North Carolina, they're not even letting parents into the building. Oh, they wow. They stay outside. Because uh, I don't know where you've been. Yes, they stay outside. Oh, and this is another thing that this daycare, you know, we don't know. All the parents, fathers, and mothers. Why don't you? You only got 82 kids. What's the problem? Ooh. You should know everybody's mother, father that comes into that center to pick up their kid because people are crazy and you don't know who could be picking up that child. So unless you, like, your policy should be, you know what, if uh, little Bianca's mom or dad uh, can't pick them up today because that's who we have on file that comes to pick them up, mm-hmm. they should be giving us a call. Hey, my, uh, my, my, my brother's coming to pick up little Bianca today, the babysitter's got somebody. Right, right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if you see this parent that you don't, or this person that you don't recognize, and you're like, hmm, did we get a phone call today? That should be, you know, that should be a trigger right there. I don't understand how you just opening the door for anybody to come into a daycare with the children around. Right. If I was a parent uh, that was walking in, that was coming up behind this person to pick up my child, once every all the commotion is over, mm-hmm. I'm getting my child, I'm taking them out of there. Because right. clearly you don't care about the, the uh, you know, like, what if there were kids in the lobby? Yeah. And they're seeing this. Like, yeah. no. Like, talking about they need to use the bathroom. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Yeah, that so, that was real. That was really bizarre. Very. Mm-hmm. I understand um, people on social media, like, oh, you know, protect her at all costs. No. And I understand, you know, people getting annoyed about the reporter. But I think the reporter was doing his job by asking the questions that parents <clears throat> would want to know. Like, yeah. wow, you have an intercom system and decided not to use it? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. Right. That makes right. no sense whatsoever. I'm sorry. I think I think she was wrong in this instance. Yeah. I really do. You know, you got you have a valid point and you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think for me it was just like he literally asked her the same question over and over again. And she literally answered this, answered it the same way over and over again. And so instead of him going at it a better way and getting a, 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 an actionary answer from her, he just kept pressing her, which to me, that was, this is a waste of a two-minute clip. I can't believe they played this whole clip on, the sh- on their newscast. Well, actually, yes, I can, because she's not answering the question. But instead of him saying... So you didn't so you didn't use the intercom? Like, okay, obviously she's saying that she did not use the intercom. And I'm assuming because she just because they opened the door slightly, I'm assuming that they probably do get some of their customers off of the street, um, which is also mm. also interesting. But I feel like he could okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all watch kids here? Oh, uh, anyway. Um right. I feel like he could have been like, okay, so what are some uh precautionary measures you're gonna take from now on? 
to prevent something like this from happening in the future again. Like there are so many ways he could have flipped this instead of bringing this up. He could have he could have gotten much better answers out of this woman if he had done a better job. That was mm. that was my point of view. But I also agree with you. Like, yes, yeah, it's like, why are you guys opening the door yeah. if you have an intercom sy- system? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was just really strange. It really was. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I was really like, Ugh. like, you just let a complete stranger, like, you just, oh, how may I help you? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is this? Right. I don't like, like it at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope I don't get dragged, but I, I think that people need to look at it other than just a black woman being interviewed by a white reporter mm-hmm. and being annoyed. Yeah. Like, look at the facts here. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, I, I don't think you'll be dragged because it's not like you're making like a wild statement or anything. I don't think you are anyway. Um, but if you do want to drag me, like see me outside. <laughs> Speaking of being dragged, <laughs> there was a clip that came down the timeline, and there is a young lady who is in need of a new man. She needs a new man. And um, I'm going to just play the clip for y'all. And then Sherelle and I will talk, <laughs> we will talk about it after. Um, Wait, how old is your daughter? She's nine months. So where's her father? What's going on with you guys? Um, He's in the hospital. So, yeah, he's been, he's very ill. So I'm looking for, like, a stepfather. Wait, so... You broke up with him while he's in the hospital? No. I, no, I didn't break up with him. Were y'all not together when he went to the hospital? Yeah, we, we're we still together. Wait. Okay. I'm looking for, like, a, you know, just in case. A stepfather just in case. Just in case if he passes away? Right. Are you serious? Yes, Kendra, you have to have one in the chamber. Kendra, come on now. Wait, shouldn't you be holding him down? Why is he in the hospital? I can't. I can't go to the hospital because it's like you know all the hospitals are shut down. Okay, but shouldn't you be waiting to see? Like, is it not looking good? It's not looking good. Are you a comedian? No, <laughs> no, Kendra, I'm not a comedian. I'm so you're serious. serious. This, this is serious. I'm serious. We have, a, we have a type of relationship that's like we're very <clears throat> realistic. My husband is much older than me as well. How old is your husband? Um, he's 65. He'll be 66 in a month or less, a little bit less than a month. How old are you? 32. Well, I hope your husband survives, and I hope he too. And, I, and then I hope he divorces your ass, because Ooh. I hope he survives and then leaves you, because any mm-hmm. wife of his that's looking I'm a really for the guy while he's in the hospital I'm is really... I'm a really good wife to him, though. You're a really good wife as you're looking for a person while he's still wild. in the hospital bed. This is crazy. But girl, hey, do you. Okay. All right. Bye, baby. Bye. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was hard. <laughs> that was real hard. 
<laughs> what did you think? What did you think when you first saw this? I know personally, I was just like, oh, this is wild. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, really, sis? Like, you got on live and said that to, I don't even know how many people was on the live with her. Right. Like, you actually said that out loud that you're looking for another husband. I feel like she could have, like, somehow, you know, manipulated the truth. Like, yeah, you know, not, I, don't, I don't know. Not say that. Don't say that you married. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that you married. And then and let alone that your husband's in the hospital not doing too well. You talking about like, hey, it's not looking too good. So we need to have one in the chamber. Like, oh, uh, your choice of verbiage <clears throat> here is just not. Yeah, happened. it's not. It wasn't so good. Like, yeah. Like it looks bad. But then the flip side is like, we don't know, you know, the in you know, the, the circumstances of their relationship. It could be. You know, he he could he could have been a horrible person to her. Um, she could be that type of chick that's just you know gold digging out here. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's, mm-hmm. I think there are women out here that literally need somebody to take care of them. They don't know how to take care of themselves, so they look for a man or a woman, right? Um, you know, to, to just take care of them. So it's like, okay, well, if he's on his way out, you know, for lack of better words, um, you know, I, I need I need somebody else to handle it. Like mm-hmm. I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe she should you know, at least wait a little bit. So do you like, do you agree with Kendra with like how she was like, like she was saying mm-hmm. like, you need to like stay and ride for your man. And I kind if if the circumstances is not like, you know, the circumstances is just, I'm just looking for somebody to take care of me, mm-hmm. but um, then I kind of do agree with Kendra, but if the circumstances for this young lady and her man is like, you know, he's a trash husband, he beats her, mm-hmm. uh, abuses her, does things that's just not husband-like, then, uh, then no, I don't agree with her. Like, you know, you don't need to hold him down. So, right. um, you know, but the whole, like, I hope he divorces you when he gets out. Ooh. Like that's, I didn't think that was a little, that was a little much. Like, cause you don't know, you didn't even ask the questions that need to be asked. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, now that part bothered me a lot because I was like, like when she first started talking the first time, I was like, oh, this girl is like trash and shit. This girl's garbage. Mm-hmm. This girl is garbage. She trying to leave her old ass husband, right. <laughs> who is on his deathbed, and she talking about she got to have one in the chamber. But I mean, I didn't agree with like, I didn't agree with like Kendra like berating her and like you said like hoping you know what. Well, you know, if, when he, if he gets better, I hope he divorces your ass and finds someone better, blah, 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 blah. Like, I didn't, I didn't like that part. And yeah. also, like, you know, the part of her saying, like, you should be in, in the, uh, you should, you should be there, you know, riding for your man, holding your man down. Like, ugh, that made me cringe so much because, right. like, you know, like, nobody ever says that to men. <laughs> when they women, mm. well, you know, when they wives be in the hospital sick, why, men like be leaving their wives all the time on their deathbed in the hospital, like be getting divorced. So true. You know what I'm saying? So we don't never berate men like that when it comes to these kinds of right. situations. So that that part, like that particular part, I do understand writing for your your husband, like if they sick or whatever. Like that's that's not the part that that made me cringe. But her berating her like that, like. You need to do that. Like, would she have done the same if it was like a dude who was 32, who was married to a 65-year-old woman who they have mm-hmm. a four-year-old kid? And he was like, I'm looking for a new woman. Like, would she have done the same? Like, would she have said the same thing? Like, you need to be riding for your woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like where do you like where do we stand? Are you saying this because of like, mm, 
like uh, stereotypical like rules as far as like as what society says women how women should be you know towards their husbands or stuff or like are you saying this because of something else that right. that just that part bothered me like but I do I don't know it's a weird situation because I do think it's weird that she one is openly admitting that she is looking for right <laughs> like girl she, really though? she's like I'm in need of a side piece oh. that's what she's saying and to you know just in case my meal ticket expires that's what it seems like to me yeah, it don't look too good. Yeah, it's not looking who, it's not looking good. Who is Kendra? Like who is that girl? Oh, I thought maybe you knew who she was. I don't know who this lady is. I have no idea. Hold on. I think um I think Charlemagne had posted something about her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me see if I can find that post real quick. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know nothing about her. <laughs> uh let's see. Um Charlemagne posted something. Like, okay, here it is. Her name is Kendra G Media. She's a public figure. Okay, so she's a national TV personality and Chicago morning show host. Um, and she went to Hampton University. Oh, okay. So it looks like she's on live with a lot of different people. She was on live with Ludacris the other day. Mm-hmm. Of course, Charlemagne. Uh, yeah, she gets on live with a whole bunch of people. So I don't know who this young lady is. <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, so she has a show. It's called Singles on... Oh, Wow. It's called Singles on IG. Okay. Wow. That's the show that she has. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Hmm. So that must have been, maybe that was her show. And she, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. The fact that she actually went on the singles on IG, uh, singles on IG. Yeah, you know, like, girl, you're not single. You are married until you are widowed. <laughs> hmm. Um. So this next story, we we actually found it. Well, we didn't. What did we find out today? We we started investigating it today. Um, yeah. And this is a story about Chris Styles, who is. I don't know what he does for Duce Palooza. Obviously, he's on the head. He's at the head table uh, for that event. Yeah. And he was recently accused of sexual misconduct and coercion by 17 women, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 17 women. Um, so I think this story came out maybe three or four days ago. And I had seen people talking about somebody named Chris Dows, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> um. So I, but I had seen people saying, oh, this is disgusting. And then I, I guess people were, I guess there were like men on the timeline saying, you know, very misogynistic stuff, which got people hot and people were talking. So, okay, I don't even know where to start with this story. <laughs> it's so much like going through it. It's just like, oh my gosh. Uh, Palooza is always in some shit. Even from when they was used to be Henny Palooza and they couldn't get the Henny, right. they couldn't get the Henny sponsor. They got the Duce sponsor, so that's why they now call. Wonder why they couldn't get the Henny sponsor. Ooh, child. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so Chris Styles is was accused of sexually assaulting, manipulating, and coercing a n- numerous uh, women. One one woman named Cheyenne Sky shared uh, uh, an in-depth experience she had with with the host. In a tweet, 
Sky details she was out one evening with Samuels and a friend who was intoxicated. She explained that she thought she was receiving a ride home, but instead he attempted to coerce her into having sex with him at his apartment. When this didn't happen, he barely spoke to her and then dropped her off on a street corner in Brooklyn at 3 a.m. Wow. Um, lots of women have come out and said that he would like pull out his wiener or, yeah. you know, all, you know, basically try to coerce women to, into having sex. There were like a couple of tweets I had like looked at where he was texting some woman and he was trying to smash already. And she's like, I want to take it slow. And he was like, if I got to wait for it, then I don't really, I'm really not interested. Really just very manipulative type of behavior. Um, so I think two days ago he went on live and tried to clear up. He tried to clear up, uh, this mm-hmm. mess, but it's not looking so good. And so the folks over at do say they officially uh, released an official statement saying that they have severed ties with this person. Cause they had initially done an Insta, an investigation. And then they came back and said that they had severed ties with him in the organization. So he's not, he's no longer a part of Duce Palooza. So this has gotten a lot of people talking, right? Because I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, sis, all of these little events, I do say Palooza trap karaoke is, it's glorified playlist hype. Mm. <laughs> mm. You are all listening to a playlist with some niggas you don't know and drinking. That's it. Wow. I've been to trap karaoke I wasn't impressed. You know, I mean, but we do have a lot of like these events hosted by male figures. Yeah. And you kind of got to wonder like do the other the other men who are on the board of the the organization know? They have to know, right? They have to know. Yeah. Mhm. They have to know that their friend is like hella rapey, right? Mhm. And even at some point, they also like have to be hella rapey, right? Because if you if you if you are if you know that your friend is like like they're just complicit, right? Yeah, they're complicit. I don't know, sis. I'm just like all over the place with this right now. Like, what are your thoughts? I feel I, I agree with you. Like all these, it's weird. It's like because I'd be wanting to support some of it. I never been to a Henny Palooza one because I don't like Henny and I don't mm-hmm. never plan to go on a Duce Palooza because that's also nasty too. Right. Um <laughs> you know, maybe you do a Ciroc Palooza. I might pull up. Mm. Uh but um a lot of these events, these um like you said trap karaoke, another thing that I never I'm like you, I never really saw the the hype. The hype with yeah. it. Um you know I I'm not going to say it shocked me because I've never been, but I I just, I always find it odd where there is a huge, huge event and nothing happens. And I feel so bad for having to say that, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just imagine how many assaults happen at Coachella um, or any of these other major festivals that happen, you know, right. um, you know, throughout the summer and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think it's only a matter of time before, um, you know, other women, in, you know, decide to step up, especially... Uh, I mean, this is the time to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're already losing money because they're not even doing these uh, festivals right now. Right. Um, and just get these men up out of here, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. I always found it odd that, like, these type of festivals that are run by men are the ones that continue mm-hmm. to flourish and, and, and thrive and get support and everything like that versus the one that's thrown by women. Mm-hmm. There used to be one called um, 
there used to be not a festival, but they used to have some parties called I Love Beards. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I remember that. You know? Mm-hmm. And um I went to one in New York. I thought it was really dope. I went to the one here in Charlotte. I thought it was really dope. And then they just kinda I don't know what happened. And I, I thought it was something that a woman started. It was something that a woman started to mm-hmm. kind of give a platform for, you know, not just black men, but just men, you know, we all love beers and everything like that. Right. Uh, and I know it was raising some money, um, you know, kind of like what uh, No Shade November does, mm-hmm. um, you know, for these different charities that cater to uh, men's hygiene and men's diseases and things like that. And now all of a sudden they're just gone. So I'm really curious as to, you know, why, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that like his uh, his coworkers that work with him, mm-hmm. they all like, and all three of them are women, mm. um, except for one. I think one's a guy. Right. They no. I'm sorry. Two women. Two are men. Girl, I can't see. Uh, <laughs> but all their tweets, they came out and literally not threw him under the bus, but they were like, you know, siding with the woman, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I just. It's weird. I expected them to say, you know, oh, like these can't be true. Chris would never do something like that. But it's like, mm-hmm. but then it's like, did you know that you're like, to your point, did you know that your friend was right? Like had he, had he ever exhibited, exhibited this type of behavior in front of you? Right. You know? Right. And you did nothing about it. Exactly. To make money. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. It's really sad, man. Like. I don't know, sis. I just don't know. I just I don't, don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, I don't like it at all. I, I'm really, I don't know, like, not to throw Jay-Z in there, but I mean, well, you kind of have to because isn't he part owner of Duce and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious as to, uh, you know, how he, um, you know, how they're going to respond to this. I saw Chris Styles. He went on live and was like, y'all can have this IG and Twitter-ish. I'm out of here. What? You know. Nikki, you yeah. are accused of coercing and manipulating and sexually assaulting 17 women. Like. That's what they do when they're guilty. They bounce up out of here. Just like Russell Simmons did. Right. <laughs> HBO is exactly. coming out with a documentary on all of his sexual misconduct. Um, So... That should be a thing as well. Did HBO do their research or are we going to have a repeat of Michael Jackson? Listen, okay, I am just sharing the news. <laughs> I am just sharing the news, okay? I hope that they did their research. I hope that they learned a valuable lesson from the last time. Right. <laughs> because, because, no... Ooh. We don't need that again. We don't need that again. That was such a fiasco. It really was. Really, really was. It was ridiculous. You know what's interesting? I was watching the um, Def Jam 25, 25th anniversary thing on Netflix uh-huh. last night. And it was so funny mentioning Russell Simmons and then watching him being celebrated. I mean, yeah. that was taped a long time ago. It was taped a couple of years ago. I think like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they're all celebrating him because what he did for uh, black comedians, black artists, black poets, what he did with Def Jam was somewhat of, not even somewhat, was incredible, is legendary, yeah. it's iconic. Yeah. Um, so for his legacy to be tarnished by his, um, 
you know, why these accusations mm-hmm. is just crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and on one end it's like, oh, you know, can't believe everything you hear. It's like, but I mean, why? Yeah. I don't know. I just I think that I, whole power construct is like so real, and so when you yeah. you you get like to these places where you're like, I'm untouchable, and so if I want one mm-hmm. of these bitches to fuck me inside my car now, then that's just what it is. And you know, like I think a lot of <laughs> no seriously, and I think a lot of men be on a power trip and they be trying it and trying it and trying it, and then one day somebody's calling you out on Twitter and you are acting guilty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I do think it's right. like, I do think it's like a power. I think it's a power trip. I think it's a power trip to be able to like, you know, get away with m- manipulating people for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you think yeah. about Cosby, you think about Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein ended women's careers because they wasn't, they wasn't, they wouldn't fuck him. Fuck him. So it's definitely an ego, it's an ego trip. It's a power trip. And it's unfortunate. It's really sad. And it's really sad that women feel like they have to either, um, excuse me, participate and do those types of acts in order to get ahead in their career or whatever. Right. Instead of just being like, you know what? No. And they're scared to come out because then their career will be ended. You know, it's so interesting. Um, Y'all know I watch Love and Hip Hop. That's Mm -hmm. just my show. It is what it is. Um, But Alexis Skye is on that show. First of all, sis, listen, I'm all about uh, somebody getting their money. She is on Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, Atlanta, New York. She will move to be on the season and I'm not mad at it. <laughs> okay, same with Safari. Safari and Erica Men have been on every season. Right. And I'm, I love it. Get your check. Um, <laughs> but this season in particular, she was on this show um, and she uh, was talking about how she was a victim of sex trafficking. Mm. At 16, she was like, you know, I've been on my own since I was 15 and uh, I was approached, um, you know, and was a victim. Mm-hmm. And being that Atlanta is like the hub yep. of sex trafficking, you know, she decided to do like a little panel. Well, she got Young Jock to host the panel with of women. There was some of them were survivors, mm-hmm. and I thought it was really interesting how, um, you know, she got up there and told her, you know, told her truth. She was like, you know, this has to stop, and I want to do what I can because now I have a little girl, right? And I don't want her to be like that. And I'm watching people on social media drag this girl mm-hmm. because, oh, you know, she had a baby with Fetty Wob and she just been hopping, you know, hopping from one artist, one rapper to the next rapper and this, that, and the third. I'm like, okay, that's understood. Yeah. But maybe that would make, doesn't it make sense for somebody who was a victim of sex trafficking to run into the arms of a man to feel wanted and mm-hmm. loved? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, it was just, it kind of made me, you know, because I used to be one of those people that, you know, looked at all these video girls, like, oh, they doing this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but to hear her say her story, and even people like, you know, she's just saying that because she wanted a storyline on Love Hit. Like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my like, God. It's it's just not cool. Like, yeah. you know, so to your point, it's like, um, you know, you have all these women that you know, are so scared to tell their story because they know nothing's going to happen. Right. You know, to the, I mean, look at the president of the United States. Exactly. We get, every, we get everybody up out of here except for him. Mm. And he the hand, he, he's the head dude, the head rapist in charge. Mm. Like, what is it? A mess. It's an absolute mess. It. The HRIC. What? <laughs> wow. Harvey Weinstein in jail. Bill Cosby. Everybody in jail. Everybody's in jail. But we listen to Trump's press briefings every day. Mm-mm. You really hate to see it. How? You really hate to see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, 
Um, we got one last story that is really sad. Um, and I'm gonna let sis take it because I can't. I don't have the article about the young man. So the family of Armand Arbery um, wants justice for his murder. Another black man killed by uh, white people for no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was shot and killed in Brunswick, Georgia. He was a former high school football player Mm -hmm. who was just doing his job. He likes to stay fit. He was running um, on a Sunday in February when he passed by 64-year-old Gregory McMichael. In his yard, McMichael then called out to his son, Travis, to bring their guns. They got in the truck and started to follow Aubrey. Don't that sound like Trayvon Martin, right? Yes. Um, yes. During the confrontation, Aubrey, I mean, what confrontation? You Ex- followed him and exactly. killed him. Exactly. Um, during the confrontation, Aubrey was fatally shot twice. Neither one of the McMichaels were charged or arrested in connection with the shooting. Mm. Mm. Here's the crazy part. Uh, the elder McMichael is an actual retired investigator in the district attorney's office. Uh, of course he is. Yeah. So because McMichael worked in the district attorney's office, um, the Waycross County DA, his name is George E. Barnhill, mm-hmm. chose to recuse himself for what would have been a conflict of interest. He chose to have the case transferred to a nearby county. What? Yeah. Um, but uh, even though he recruits recruit himself, he actually wrote a letter to police that Aubrey had a criminal past, a criminal past including a conviction for shoplifting and probation violation. What does that have to do with anything? I guess he was like, I mean, um, I think it was like he, uh, what was I to say? Um, I mean, I guess I'm not giving him a pat on the back, but it's like, okay, so you recuse yourself because it is a conflict of interest, which is cool. But I guess he was kind of like letting the world know, like, this dude is a problem. So it doesn't shock me that he would kill people if he stole something. Oh, true, true. Maybe. I mean, those are conviction of shoplifting. I thought you were saying like the, like Ahmad was the shoplifter. That's what I thought you was. No, no, this was. uh, Because I was like, oh, that's a smear campaign. That's what I was. That's what I thought you were saying. Okay. Oh, wait, no, no. I lied. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm so sorry. See? Yeah, you're right. He did write that Aubrey had a criminal past. That doesn't that doesn't justify him being killed. That right. doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, of, of course they're trying to like, well, you know, like 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 they did us a favor or something. Fuck out of here. I cannot stand I cannot stand white people in this whole feeling threat. And nobody's bothering you. Nobody's bothering you, bro. Like leave us alone. What did you say? You said it yesterday, like pe- white people like just want to feel oppressed. White people are obsessed with feeling oppressed with being oppressed because they don't have it. Yeah. And that's why you got white people out here protesting, talking about some this is an injustice that we're stuck in the house. Yeah, and that like the word Karen is racist now. Like, Girl. Are you serious? That's somebody's name. That's somebody's name. I'm confused. I'm over it. I'm just that that one really got me. It's disgusting. It's now dis- we can't call y'all Karen or Becky. Anyway, still racist. calling Karen and Becky. They'll have to deal. Especially if your name is Karen or Becky. Like, right. Period. And that's Maybe all I... period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I hope they get justice for this man. Me too. Um, it's back in February. Um, yeah. Mm. All right, sis. It is that time of the episode. Where we talk about insecure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you mm-hmm. liked this week's episode. You know what? I thought this week's episode was great. Actually, you know what? It was a good episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Not because of Lawrence, though. I just want to be clear. I just want to, you know, make that the fact clear. that Lawrence and Issa might be getting back together. I don't want these... I don't want these niggas to get back together. I think it is a terrible idea. Um, and if they do get back together, this nigga ain't gonna have no job anyway. So it's gonna be like wow. it's gonna be like season one all over again. Her taking care of a broke ass nigga again. Wow. And we supposed to have growth. We're supposed to have growth, Issa. So this is horrible. <laughs> He's gonna have a job. You know why? You know who's gonna get him a job? That other chick that was throwing shade at uh, at um, condolences. Um, who? Party. Who? The the her friend. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That yeah. was like oh I work at a whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so maybe if I was him, I would kind of I don't know why he decided to say like my job is say you don't know get her business card and network. Like, exactly no. exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. So what do you think about Condola and Lawrence's like relationship? I mean, I do think it's kind of funny that like she was like. Oh, you know, you just you really kind of invited yourself. <laughs> I mean, he kind of did. Oh, he definitely did. He definitely invited herself himself to her little Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving shindig. I mean, but if she really didn't want him to come, she just would have like, well, she couldn't have lied. She couldn't have lied. So I get she it. She really could have. I feel like she's been like, I feel like she's been very honest. Like her character has been very honest this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why. And that's just, you know, I'm not going to, I think some black women, we do that. We try to save, we try to spare black men's feelings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause we don't want it to, if, or she could have been like, if he said, you want me to come? She could have been like, no. no. She could, yeah. Oh. You know what? You're right. She could have been like, you know, it's, I think it's just too soon. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. she decided to say, oh, yeah, absolutely, come through. Uh, you know, and then, you know, she going to be like, well, I didn't really invite you. Like, you know, like, right. he would have got over it. Do you think it was like, okay, so everybody was talking about, like, when she asked him, um, what did she ask him about, Issa? That made everybody go crazy? Oh, if, um, like, if she hadn't cheated, would they still be together? Yes. Do you think that was a valid question? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah, because let's be honest, like he wasn't thinking about going nowhere until Issa cheated. Damn. I mean, honestly, like let's. I you mean, think, I think so? Yeah, let's be. I mean, I, because I, I I thought his question to uh, Condola was kind of rude. Like, you know, are you still getting over? Your, like, why why did you bring? Why did you bring up my ex? Like, yeah. No one mentioned my ex, so. To Condola's uh, point, it's like, I mean, so if we bring it up exes, I think she was valid in her response. Like, true, true. You the one linking up with her, you know, she giving you help. You're like, come on. Y'all have little things. That nigga be, that nigga, like, he be pressing too hard too soon for my comfort. Like, right. That's even he like was- when when he was dating that, uh, that Latina girl at his job and he was, he was pissed about something her, her and the other coworker did. He yeah. Was, and she was like, you know what? Let me out the car right now. And sis yeah. ain't been on the show since. Okay, been going. Did she even work there anymore? And like sis left, okay? <laughs> made it I made a quick ass exit, okay? Not that time. Because he was doing he was doing too much too soon. I mean, I think that honestly, I feel like that's what this episode is showing, like with him, you know, uh, oh, let me get you some more wine. Like, dude, this is not your house. You're a guest. Yeah. Like, sit down. 
you mopping the floor. What are you doing? Well, he did spill the water on the floor, but still. I knew that nigga was going to break that sink. I knew. I said. That was a great scene with him mopping the floor. I love it. In other news. I see my man walking up, like, mopping the floor. Because I don't mop. Do you sweep? Yo, yeah, I'll sweep. I will sweep the hell out of the floor, but I don't mop. That's not my thing. Jay, I hope you're listening. I don't mop. Not my thing. What? (laughs) Nope. What do, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to question it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about Molly and Issa, which will take us into our lip service question. Mm. So I think we both can agree that Molly is, in fact, garbage. No? I want to root for her so bad, and then she just does things. Uh, I don't know, sis. I think she's garbage. I don't know if she's garbage. Okay, maybe she's not garbage. I think she just, she just, if I had to give her a zodiac sign, Mm -hmm. I would give her either an Aquarius Mm. uh, or a Gemini. Definitely. Because the way she acts, she's very, like, she's very wishy-washy versus a Gemini. Like, very, like, you on one minute, then you off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're off, you're like all the way off. And it's just, ugh. I just don't think they're a good friend pairing. I never thought that they were a good friend pairing. Really? Yes. Yes. Since episode one. <gasps> Season one. Wow. Wait, no. Yes. Yes. Sis. How? Sis, the whole, the Broken Pussy is a song about her. It's about, it's a song about Molly. Well, stop being so sensitive. No, nah, no. I was talking about you. Not nah. even still. They they know. They know. That's not a good friend. It's not a good friendship. First of all, I just want to say that like I actually had that song out for music because it's a good song. I need you to get it together. It's a good song. Is like, it? You know, like you just bop to it. I love it. No. Um, it's good. It's really good. Mm. I don't, I just, I feel like Molly, I don't know, I might be agreeing with you because Issa's so quirky and so, like, fun. Mm-hmm. And it's very, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Molly has to force her way to being that fun friend. Yeah. Like, even with, like, Andrew, like, sis, Relax. relax. Loosen up. She's so uptight. And to me, like, to me, it's just like she just keep Issa around as like a reminder, like, whew, at least I'm doing better than somebody. That's it. That's what it feels like to me. I'm not upset at it. You know? Like, that's what it looks yeah. like to me. I get it. I kind of get it. Right. Like, oh, like yeah, I'm, I may have slept with a married man, but, you know, at least I'm not in a, a an apartment manager. You know, I'm still a lawyer. Yeah, but like, you know, but I have a yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. I think I, I definitely agree with you on that. I don't. Uh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I swear, I just be wanting to root for Molly. So, like, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why, um, like with Tiffany, like Tiffany. One thing I like about Tiffany and Kelly mm-hmm. is they know their role. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Tiffany is who she is. Yes, I'm the bougie one. I'm the pregnant one. I'm the married one. And it is what it is. Um, and Kelly is just that friend that, like, you know, you, you know, you call when you want to turn up. You know, every I feel like every friendship should know, not know their role, but like mm-hmm. in a group of friends, everybody plays their one part. 
and Molly doesn't really have a part in that. Issa's the awkward one. Molly's just the corporate one. Right. Okay, so I'm the one that has money. I'm the one that, you know, you need $300, I got you. Right. But, okay, I'm also not a, you know, like, I, the, she needs to, she needs to find her. Molly needs to find out who she is. Yeah. you. Know, that's a great question, because I don't think she, you're right. I don't think she knows who she is outside of her profession. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out why she lied to Issa when they were um, working out, when they were running. Yeah, and she lied and was like, it's work stuff. Like, Yeah, like, what was that all about? Just say you you and Andrew was being vulnerable on the phone. Like, oh, finally. Like, Yeah, it's like, you don't, I don't know, it's like you, it's like you want to be that friend that always got some ish going on. Like, with the pie. Like, the. Ugh. Yeah, like, are you dead serious? When Issa texted her, I was like, hey. Can I come over a little bit later? And she said, girl, do you? It is, bitch, it is pie. It's, it's fucking pie. pie. You know why? Because I think she want, She only wanted Issa to come to be like that pillar between her and her father's relationship. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. She needed, she needed Issa there to kind of block. And that's why I'm glad her brother threw an interference. Like, girl, are you serious? Yeah. You mad about something that didn't even happen to you. Ooh, yeah. She was acting real stank. And it happened 20 years ago before any of us were even born. Like, we was little. Right. And he changed who he was and mm-hmm. became a better man because of it. And mm-hmm. the relationship is better because of it. And you mad? Are you serious? Yo. Wow. I like my brother. Yeah. My brother was like, I did too. Like, and it was very quick. Like, cut it. Let's get to this taboo. Get over yourself. Exactly. It's not even. it's not even your thing to be mad at. Because she was acting so nasty. Right. Like, but you mad at... How you mad at your head? Like, I bet you if her brother ever found out that she was messing with a married dude. Ooh, would give her, would give her a like, run. Give like, her so a run. So you mad at dad, but you was in, you was messing. I don't care if they in an open marriage. Now they about to have a baby. But you was the whole time sleeping with Dro and was sprung. The whole time. So let her brother find that, Ooh, find, child. find that out. I hope he did. I did too. <laughs> so with that being said, we asked you guys this week. How do you know when to end a friendship? Y'all did. Y'all really did. Be- I love it. Me too. Um, B by E Beauty said, I was just talking to Bay about this. Real life Bay, not Lena. <laughs> she said, for me, I end friendships when I feel there isn't any reciproc- reciprocity. I completely understand and accept that we as people are constantly growing, but when a person's growth or change doesn't align with my values or vice versa. If a person cannot add or increase your happiness or personal growth, then their time in your life has expired. No losses, just lessons. Um, just, just y'all said, when there's an endless cycle of toxic interactions, it's one thing to have a fallen out once in a blue. But if you guys are constantly at each other's throats and there seems to be no way of finding common ground to make the friendship work for the both of you, it's time to let it go. Um, Sax Prophet, hey, Charles. Hey, Charles. He said, I don't. I know when to make space, but as far as ending it, I oftentimes hold on longer than I should. Mm. Lord. Shamira said, I don't manually cut people off anymore. If they're not meant to be in my life, they kind of just fall off naturally. No love lost. People are free to exist how they choose. Um, Let me see. Let's get some good ones here. We got Mashira Davis. She said, when I finally realized that it was more one-sided, I was majority giving Encouragement, support, love, basically being a ride or die, but I could barely receive anything in return. I couldn't count on my friend for nothing except a request from her, of course. Um, Black Ty, hey Ty. Hey Ty. He said, 
I say it falls under the line, what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Mm. I feel most friendships organically happen and are undefined then with growth and experiences that occur in life. They then transition to become valuable. From a guy's perspective, when we become adults, situations and growth in friendships, mm, mainly driven from growth, though. Then he puts in quotation marks, circle got smaller, everybody can't go. And that's a Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle quote. CB Busy Grizzly, Mm. he says, when it goes from fulfilling to taxing. (laughs) Reggie Underdog said, it becomes becomes understood as people travel on different frequencies. Uh, There is one more I wanted to read, and that was from Janessa. She left a comment on our Facebook page. Thanks, girl, for using the Facebook page. (laughs) She said, when it becomes more harmful than helpful... Like, friends know how to approach, give advice, and critique without being super negative. When, quote-unquote, friends feel threatened by growth, whether it is growth within themselves or their circles growing, that is when the break usually starts. Whew. All right. Mm. Sis, when do you know when to end a friendship? Um... Who said it? Who said it? I think it was um, Shamira. Uh Um, I too don't, I haven't like manually had to cut anybody off, like, you know, I'm done with this. It literally just, we just fell fell off. Yeah. You know, know, you went your way and I went mine. And um, I feel like, and honestly, I feel like at this stage in the game, um, you know, this, this age, that's just how it, that's how it should be. You know what I'm saying? Like this, the I feel like the signs on the wall, the writings on the wall are there. You know when a friendship is just it's just over. Oh Especially yeah. you know when people are just being petty. Mm. But honestly, you know to just give like a real generic, not a generic answer, but like you know a subtle answer to the question: if there's uh if that person is not helping you grow mm-hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand why they need to be in your life. Oof. Like, you know, it's just like, like, do you need that many contacts in your phone? You know, <laughs> like my, my dad, I don't know if it was my dad or my mom. I just know there's something that they told me. Like, if you can count how many friends you have on one hand, you're doing really, really well in life. I agree. And it like, as somebody that always used to, you know, try to appease everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still working on it because I have my ways of doing that still. Mm-hmm. But as somebody that was always trying to be everybody's friend, like, oh, I want to be the person that's cool with every single crowd. Like, no, it's not for you. Right. Come on um, now. Mm-hmm. That's It's not for you. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, what's for you is meant for you. Those people that are in your corner, um, you know, are going to be there to the very end. Um, like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, you know, college, you know, is when you meet, you know, your lifetime friends. No, it's not. Not all the time. Ooh. I've had friends in college that, you know, they was there in college and we graduated and all right. Mm-hmm. Bye. That's it. <laughs> See you. But then there's, right, bye. You know, it was, it's been fun. Right. You know, but then there's people that I did meet in college, you know, that it's like, they've been, they've been there since mm-hmm. we graduated and they're still there. And then people, even like you, like we had classes together. You know what I'm saying? It was no beef. Like we did, like you had your circle, I had mine. But now look now, like, right. you know, you right. just, it is what it is. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, you know, yeah. I have I have friends from high school that I've known since I was, you know, seven years old and we're still really, really close. Mm-hmm. So but all those people that I've mm-hmm. I've 
named and not named, uh, you know, have helped me grow in some type of way. Absolutely. I can call on them for assistance, for guidance, just to scoff. And those are the type of people I need. So if mm-hmm. I can't call you for that, <laughs> right, right, that's it. Exactly, exactly. That's it. What about you? Well, you know, I told you about my friend story last week. Mm-hmm. So you know. When trying to answer this question, I ain't gonna lie, sis, I was a little triggered. <laughs> I was like, how dare me ask this damn question? No. <laughs> because, you know, you knowing my story, like, man, that like hurt me to the core. So, like, when we talk about like ending friendships, you know, I think it's such a hard thing and nobody likes to talk about it. That's why it's such an up in the air question. Like, mm. how do we do this? Right. Because people end friendships all the time, but not a lot of people talk about it. And a lot of people talk about even trying to mend those relationships if they want to. So for me, right. w- what I realized what triggered me so much with, between the friendship that I don't have with this person anymore was that was a lack of communication. A lack of like you not telling me like if I hurt your feelings or something like that and you can't communicate that to me, then why are we even friends? If I cannot be honest with you about something and or if, if I'm honest with you and you take offense to it, because my whole my whole thing is I'm never saying anything to anyone to purposely hurt their feelings because I'm I myself am sensitive. So like if some, some, somebody says something that hurts my feelings, I'll let them know like, yo, like when you say that, that shit doesn't make me feel good. So when I, you know, my thing is like, please talk to me because I don't like to be in the dark about how you're mm. feeling. Like if you're feeling, if you're feeling like real spicy towards me because of something, like I need you to tell me because I never want anyone to carry, um, like a grudge or something towards me that can be fixed. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was my issue. That was my issue with the this friendship that I don't have anymore. And I didn't realize yeah. it was a trigger for me until afterwards. And then thinking mm-hmm. about trying to answer this question, like I need friends yeah. who communicate. And like, like how you said, you got like friends from high school, like me and all my, my tightest friends, we all went to high school together mm-hmm. and we still friends to this day. Right. <laughs> and they and then, and you know, we have that open relationship where I'd be like, yo man, I don't like when you said that. They'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. And I'm like, oh, look at us being adults. Wow. Right. <laughs> you know, right. we can have we can have those open, honest conversations. Like you, like they they we all talk to each other and scoff when they all when we all got stuff going on. Like it has to be open communication. And I think even for me, like when I think of friendships, like that's like a chosen family. So mm-hmm. I take it like so personal. Like it is very real to me because you are a chosen family i've cho- i've chose you to be a part of my life i don't have to do that for you you know what i'm saying exactly. you know you yeah. don't have to be a part of my life and yeah. so like i think when we when we talk about friendships and ending them or whatever like there there are so many different ways on how to know and like everybody who responded like they all are talking from personal experiences right mm-hmm. so there's not like one one right way. But I think you need to like view, like if you are, even right now, if you have a friendship, you're like, man, I don't know, this bitch be trying me sometimes. I might have to beat her ass. <laughs> Y'all probably not friends. <laughs> Y'all probably not friends, dog. Right. Or maybe you guys are lacking communication. You know, if, you're, if your friend speaks to you spicy way too many times, it's time for you to tell her, yo, will you be talking, you be getting like real Dijon mustard out here and I don't like it. Yeah. You know what I'm Wait. saying? Wait. <laughs> what? What? Dijon mustard is spicy, right? I mean, 
I don't like spicy food. So I, that was my that was my idea of spicy. <laughs> that was my idea of spicy, okay? Mm. So yeah, that is a, my answer. You've got to just make sure it's hitting the the points that it needs to in order for you to know whether you guys should continue to be friends. It's hard. Trust. <laughs> Especially at this age, like we are hella grown. Oh my God, sis. Like if you cannot come to me about something that's bothering you. <sighs> I don't like it. Um, like what, what are we doing? What? I, don't, I don't get it. Exactly. What exactly are we doing? Like literally. What kind of friendship no is this? Like, That's crazy. And it's like, what else are you not telling me? What? That part. I think that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you don't need, I think um, that's what uh, Jess, Jess y'all said. She was like, you know, if it's just too I mean, how many toxic interactions do we have to have here mm. for it to clearly, you know, state that like, you know what, you and me, we just not, we just not it anymore. Right. So, right. you know, maybe you had the conversation and maybe you just like, you know what? I wish the best for you, you know, but this is where I get off. This is my stop. This is my stop right here. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's really not. I have like, you know, real quick, like, you know, my dad's one of those people, like he is really big on like keeping and connect, keeping connections with different people that have come and gone out of your life. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes it bothers me that he's like that. Cause like I was talking about, um, there was an old friend of mine from, we went to elementary school, high school, everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we used to be really, really tight. But, you know, even in high school, we kind of just gradually stopped being friends like that. But it was no beef. It just, it is what it is. Right. And he, I don't know what we were talking about. My dad's also very random. He will randomly ask you about somebody. Mm. And he asked me about her the other day. He said, oh, how's so-and-so? And I said, oh, I guess she's fine, you know. Right. And he was like, uh, yo, y'all don't talk anymore? <laughs> Oh, I know. I know you was like, oh. And I said, I said, Dad, when is the last time you ever heard me mention her name? Like, you know, it's no beef. We just, I see you on Facebook. I guess she's doing all right, but I don't, I don't know. Right. He's like, oh, you should give her a call. Oh. And I said, why? <laughs> You're the one that asked about her, so you give her a call. Right. So, I was like, why do I care? If I was like, was she at my 30th birthday party? Ooh. Then we not cool. Ooh. I mean, the ones that was there... Was the ones that was right besides a few that just literally could not make it. Mm-hmm. But like she wasn't even on the get what? Oh, child. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> Your dad's just trying to keep the peace. But there's no peace to be like. Yeah. It's literally no, you know what I'm saying? She's cool. I don't got no beef for her at all. Mm-hmm. I wish her the very best. But like me calling her, I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I trust me. My mom does the same thing to me. I don't get it. I have you talked to her? No, I have not. Right. And you know I have it. You so know. why are we <laughs> Okay. I don't know why you asking me this, sis. You know what the tea is. No, right. I have it. You know I ain't talking to that person. <laughs> Move on. Next. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it for this uh week's episode. That's it. Thank that's you guys it. so much for listening. We do have an announcement. Damn. So we are turning three next week. Eight. Three yeah, years yeah. old. This podcast is three years old. My goodness, where's the time going? I know. I cannot believe it. It's too much. 
with that being said, we are doing a Instagram live three year anniversary episode and our birthday is actually Cinco de Mayo. Okay. So Taco Tuesday, we will be on your Instagram live on Tuesday, May 5th at 7.30. I'm telling y'all this now because we might not be able to get the audio from that episode like we did in two weeks ago. So <laughs> I don't want y'all all up in me like, y'all didn't do an episode. I'm like, uh, 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 actually right. we did. Right. <laughs> so please join us May 5th, 7.30 Instagram live episode is going down. I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Yes. So please be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Twitter at HeadRepPod. We're on Instagram at HeadRaps and Lipsticks. Check out our Facebook page, HeadRaps and Lipsticks, the podcast. We are, um, if you like us, send mm-hmm. us money. We have a cash app. It is dollar sign HeadRapPod. Um, what else? Yes, go to the website, www.HeadRapsAndLipsticks.com. Shirts and crewnecks are uh, for sale, but they're not on sale. Right. And... We got some reviews. We got two reviews mm-hmm. this week. The first one comes from Brainiac. They said, Sierra and Sherelle make such a great podcast team, and I love that they cover a broad array of topics. I'm always laughing and talking back to the podcast as if they can hear me. <laughs> I also love Sherelle's dad jokes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I look forward to that. I wish you ladies have continued success. Thanks for always having such a wonderful show. And Aggie Pride, hey, that was so sweet of you. Thank you, Brainiac. Uh, Our last uh, review comes from uh, mm, T. Okay, T. (laughs) You know who you are because you because you wrote it. Okay. I don't know how to say that thing. I don't know if that's an acronym for something, but I'm not going to play myself. Okay. So T says, my favorite podcast, she says, or he, I don't know. I love this podcast. It made my long drives back when we were able to travel from North Carolina to Virginia seem shorter. I oftentimes feel like I'm listening to my girls discuss different topics when listening to this show. Also, Sherelle and Sierra are both equally hilarious, intelligent, and just entertaining overall. Oh, you are so cute. Thank you. They say, I also have to say that unlike other podcasts, the sound is always on a point. (laughs) Yes. And the way y'all segment the show makes for an easier listening experience for me. I've tried and failed listening to other podcasts who just don't get it the way Sherelle and Sierra do. Listen to this podcast, y'all. Aggie Pride. Hey, Hey. gang, gang. All the Aggie love. I'm loving it. Okay. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Like McDonald's. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. Okay. And lastly, please follow us on all of our, uh, listen to us on these places. Okay. Spotify, (laughs) Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. All right, sis. Give us a joke. All right. Let me tell you, I got another one, but I'm going to wait until next week. Oh, I'm going to wait until next week. Okay. Like, y'all, you're really going to hate me for that one. Okay, here we go. How do celebrities stay cool? I don't know. They have many fans. All right. <laughs> God, we might not make it to three years. I really, I just don't, I don't know if I see it anymore. Like, I just don't know if I see it. Like, this Ooh, that's so because I'm exhausted. Let me tell y'all, I'm going to post this video as soon as my sister sends it. 
my family is raising comedians. My three-year-old nephew called me the other day and said, TT, I have a corny joke. I, I almost shed a thug tear. I was so proud. This is so bad. I cannot I believe. I was so proud. I cannot believe your family is encouraging this foolishness. Listen. I can't, I'm I can't believe it. I'm going I'm to get him to uh, get my sister to record. I'm going to post it. Y'all, hey, y'all, y'all show my nephew some love. Show him some love. This is so bad. Listen, he might be the next day to come out here. We can do it. Oh, uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see y'all next week on Instagram, okay? That's right. Okay? On IG. On IG. Bye, y'all. Bye.